0: Welcome back to another episode of Suiting Up Varsity, a podcast dedicated to the sound of the band, the smell of popcorn, the feel of an old letter jacket, the sight of teenagers hoisting trophies high above their heads, and most of all, to the grand history and fantastic stories of Nebraska prep sports. Join us as we look back in time at the great moments from a century plus of Nebraska high school athletics week we continue our search for the greatest athletes of all time the goats of each nebraska high school opened and closed we've been southeast we've been northeast we've been west in a couple different directions uh, i think it's time to go north uh, we're going to spend some time in the county today that i think is the answer to a pretty unique trivia question what county has more public schools high schools open today than they did in 1964, and I, not in an Omaha or Lincoln where they're just adding ones, and and honestly, I haven't done the math yet on Douglas County, but there's no way Lancaster County makes that because of all the little schools that were down in the Norris District. Nope, the district up north that I'm looking at, the county, excuse me, up north that I'm looking at has more high schools today than it did in 1964. We'll kind of get around to the answer to that, but, uh, or how the answer works. But let me tell you, the county is Knox County, up in the northern edge, right along the Missouri River. Uh, Basically, you're looking for Knox County, and you're on the interstate. Uh, Once you get to York or Aurora, head straight north. Uh, And if you can fight your way just straight north, uh, you're going to get to Knox County right before you get to South Dakota. Let's talk about the schools of Knox County, both open and closed. We've got, oh, I think about 13 or 14 high schools or co-ops to talk about today, so this This is going to be a a deep dive. The first one we want to talk about are the Santee Warriors, clear at the very northern tip of of Knox County. And and Santee is part of the answer to that trivia question, because the Santee High School that's open now really didn't open until 1975. Uh, But the town of Santee has kind of a long history with high schools, uh, only a couple of which played high school athletics. Um, and part of that is because of the Santee, si- the Santee Sioux reservation uh, that Santee is in. Um, in 1870, the Santee Normal Training School opened. In uh, 1874, an industrial school, more of a vocational school, opened. Uh, and both of those were actually open at the same time for a while. The Normal Training School closed in 1893. Uh, Then the industrial school didn't close until 1909. uh, When the normal training school closed, though, a missionary school, a church school, uh, was opened. And it was open until the 30s. And that Santee Mission School is the first high school that competed in high school athletics, as far as as I can tell, in Santee. Let's look at the modern Santee High School, though, first, before we go back to the mission uh, school. Uh, They play six-man football now. And, of course, the NSAA has just gotten back into the six-man verification uh, (laughs) sponsorship. And uh, Santee's never been in the NSAA playoffs. They did in a co-op a few years back, but we'll talk about the co-op later. Um, In boys basketball, they've never been to the state tournament. Uh, In boys track, they have one medal. Darren James uh, finished uh, third in the shot put in 1985, which, as far as I'm concerned, makes him the uh, boy athlete goat of Santee High School. And on the girls' side, they only have one medal too, but it's 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 a championship. Class D champion in the 3200 meters was Jody Ferguson of Santee in 1990. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna name Ms. Ferguson and Mr. James as the Santee High School Warrior greatest athletes of all time. Now, let's go back to the Santee Mission High School, though, which, like I said, was open from the late 1800s into the 1930s. Uh, In about 1930, they started competing in athletics. Uh, I know they were at least competing in basketball and track, and they have Santee's only basketball state tournament. The NSAA doesn't differentiate between Santee High School and Santee Mission High School. Uh, but this is definitely S- Santee Mission High School in 1936. They qualified for the Class C state tournament that year. Um, they uh, they beat Virginia. They beat Carney uh, A.O. Thomas, which was Carney Prep. And then they lost to Creston in the Class C semifinals. That would have been the smallest class in the 1936 state basketball tournament. So they were playing in the semifinals. Creston lost to Thayer in the final, um, they qualified by winning their district, um, and then, interesting story, there was some flooding going on at the time, so uh, when they won their district, they didn't go home. They actually stayed in Schuyler. Schuyler High School helped find them places to stay. Uh, there was the team, uh, the coach, and the band director. <laughs> I don't know if any of the band was there or if if the band director was the one who kind of had the connection to Schuyler. Uh, but there were stories in the Skyler paper about how the Santee group stayed with them until state tournament time. So they, they didn't even head home to practice. They stayed there before they headed down to the state tournament and won a couple games. Um, Jerry Mather's uh, selection from Santee, he just listed as Brave, 1936. I was able to find a first name for Brave. He's Elmer Brave, and he was one of the big scorers on that basketball team in 1936. Um, They also had a couple track winners. Uh, A lad named Baker uh, finished second in the Class D mile in 1932, and somebody named Hamilton finished third in the half mile. But I think I'm going to stick with Jerry Mathers there and named Elmer Brave, 1936, the greatest athlete ever at Santee Mission High School. All right. For our next school, we're going to talk about the last public school, the last public high school to shut its doors in Knox County. That was the Center Panthers in 1963. Uh, Center, uh, they wore orange and black. Uh, Probably their greatest athletic moment, uh, well, not probably, I think without question, uh, was the 1957 uh, Boys Baseball Class C Tournament where they beat the defending uh, champs of Dodge. It was uh, Dodge, Center, Ruskin, and Springfield in Class C baseball that spring. Uh, that was a 4-2 to win in 10 innings that finished that undefeated season and state championship for the Panthers. Um, they had been baseball runners up. Uh, they were baseball runners up the next year, losing to Milford. And they were basketball runners up in the winter before that baseball championship when they lost to Utica in the Class D basketball finals i have no sign that they ever played football but it's tough to search for center high school (laughs) if you search for center and football uh you're you're going to get a lot of things that aren't from knox county uh that's trouble with that name center was actually named that uh i believe it was niobrera was the county seat and the other towns were not happy with that they wanted it moved but nobody wanted to agree on another town it would go to, so they created a town in the center of the county, and that was center in in Knox County. Um, Basketball-wise, like I said, they were runners-up in 1957. That was a four-team tournament. They beat Elwood in the semifinals and then lost Utica. They made it back to the tournament in 1963. It's always kind of nice when you see schools in their last year open make it back to the state tournament. I believe Napanee pulled that off a few years later. Um, and a couple basketball All-Staters. Um, Norm Poppy was named All-State uh, Class D in 1958. Um, John Seeler was named All-State in 1959. I always wonder if he has some connection to the Sealer boys from Millard from Millard South in the 1980s. Uh, and then James McGill uh, was a consensus All-Stater in 1957 when they were state runner-up. He was also the winning pitcher in that win over Dodge in the baseball championship. So I'm going to name Jim McGill as the uh, greatest athlete, uh, the greatest center panther of all time. All right. Our third uh, school is, uh, like I always say, there's always one school. It's a little bit of a mystery. uh, And that's Winnetoon. The Winnetoon Wildcats, who wore black and red. Uh, They've been closed for a long time. They closed, actually, in 1941 before... uh, World War II even got going. Um, Mathers has no pick uh, for greatest Winnetoon athlete of all time. Uh, I can't find any evidence of them playing football, though they certainly could have. Uh, No All-Staters, no top 10 teams, no undefeated teams. um, No basketball All-Staters either. And the basketball history I found um, was was rough. Um, Their last game ever I found in 1941, they lost to Norfolk Sacred Heart in Districts. 82 to four. Now I'll tell you, I've been walloped a few times, but never 82 to four. So I'm feeling a little bit better about my coaching record. Uh, in 1936, I know they lost to Santee. Uh, that would have been the Santee Mission team, of course, that went on to the state tournament. They lost to them 55 to two in a district second round game. I don't know who tune beat in the first round and then got club 55 to two. I need to uh, uh, look that up. Uh, but I don't have a, a goat. Uh, for the Winnetoon Wildcats, but I'll keep my eyes open, and if you've got any suggestions, let me know. All right, on to our next school. There actually has been a school that has closed in Knox County since 1969. It just wasn't a public school. In Creighton, the Creighton Saint Luger Comets were open until 1969. The Comets wore six and uh, wore blue and white. Comets—that's a good name. We're we're missing that in Nebraska sports. Uh, the Golden Age of uh, of uh, Creighton-St. Luger was in the early 1960s when a car- pair of brothers went through, Allen and Jerry Closter. Uh, they, in 1955, before the Closter Boys would have got there, uh, they were state Class C baseball champs beating Panama. But then with the Closter Boys in 1959, uh, they won Class C baseball beating Philly. And in 1961, they won Class B baseball uh, beating Arlington, um, Allen, uh, was the star pitcher on those teams, and he went on to pitch uh, in the major leagues. He played, um, where's my Allen notes? Played for the Yankees, the Senators, and the Braves, uh, really over about a seven, eight-year period. He wasn't in the majors all of those eight years, uh, but he was in there a bunch. The better basketball player was probably his brother Jerry, uh, who was taller. Uh, Allen and Jerry were both uh, all-state basketball players, Um Jerry was six foot six though, uh, and was All State in uh, in '62, uh, whereas Allen had been All State in '61. Um, I've got no track medalists for him. Um, I do have uh, in 1961 uh, when in basketball they uh, they made uh, the uh, Class D semifinals uh, that they. Uh, Beat Greeley Sacred Heart in the district final uh, with 33 points from Jerry Closter. Then they went on the state tournament where they defeated Amherst, 61-60, in a game that went right down uh, to the wire. And then, uh, oh excuse me, in the regional finals they beat Elgin, 89-54. Then they went to state and beat Amherst. Uh, Then they ran into Polk in the semifinals. and lost 61 to 50. Uh, the Closter boys in that Amherst first-round win combined to score 52 points together. I'm going to name Alan and Jerry Closter as the co-goats uh, of Creighton of the Creighton Saint Luger Comets all-time best athletes. All right, I've actually got a uh, town, a school in Knox County that's a little bit more trouble than even uh, Winneton, though I do have an athlete from them, and that is the Verdell. I don't know their nickname. <laughs> Verdel. Verdel? Verdel. Not sure quite how they pronounced it. Uh, their high school was open uh until 1955. Um, I do have a goat though, because they have a Nebraska football letterman. Uh, Vernon Neprude, uh, who would have graduated from from Verdel High probably about 1931, maybe 32. Uh he was on the Nebraska football team for quite a few years. I, I hope it doesn't cause the Cornhuskers probation. But it seemed to me uh, that he may have been in school and participating in football for like six years. Uh, I'm not sure the uh, the rules were quite as stiff. He never really contributed until 1937. Um, Nebraska lists him as a letterman in 38, but I think 37 had to be his last year. Uh, the only clipping I have from his time in in Ver- Verdell is that he at least went through 8th grade there because he was the top student in Knox County of all 8th graders. He had a 94% average. I think that was in like 1928. <laughs> uh, there's no no record of him competing in high school athletics for them, um, so I'm not quite sure they did. I, I don't have them in any of my records, but I'm still going to name Verdun Neprud as the greatest athlete of all time in Verdell High School, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Okay, we've got quite a ways to go in Knox County. I just wanted to stop here. Uh, you know, we haven't talked a lot about the Nebraska High School Hall of Fame uh, during our uh, time of closing here, our time of social distancing. They've been closed down, of course. Uh, things are slowly starting to open. Uh, I know my daughter, who works at the Lincoln Zoo, uh, says that they're working on it. Uh, so I think a lot of places are going to slowly start to open. and I. I certainly encourage people to be careful. Uh, I'm worried about football next fall. I'm worried a lot about basketball next winter. Uh, So I hope everybody plays it smart and we just keep everybody as healthy as we can uh, until we can have uh, some type of solution to this problem, which we obviously don't have yet. But, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame might be a pretty good place to socially distance. They're open a lot, usually not very crowded. So if they get back open up, I really encourage you to stop by there. See those guys? They add amazing things every time. Uh, I stopped by there a lot, and there has never been a time I walked into the Nebraska High School Hall of Fame they didn't have something new to show off. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's move on. Eventually, I'm going to talk about a couple co-ops, but I don't think I want to do that yet. I, well, we got a little bit of a complicated setup here, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about the Verdigree Hawks. The Verdigree Hawks wear blue and gold, uh, they get a shout-out in one of my favorite favorite novels uh, by a Nebraska uh, author, Rainbow Rowles. Let's see, which book of hers is it? Um, it is... Oh, I can't think of the name of it. It's, it's the one about the girl who goes to the University of Nebraska and she writes fan fiction. There's a pair of twins. Oh, it's escaping me. I'll come up with it by the end of the episode, but at one point she's in the library and she sees a girl that she meets and that girl is wearing a sweatshirt that says Vertigree football fight Hawks fight. Every time I read that, I want that sweatshirt. All right, the Vertigree Hawks. Um, The Vertigree Hawks um, have have, uh, football history. Um, In 1932, they were an undefeated six-man team. In 1945, an undefeated six-man team. 1949 and 1952, they went 8-0 both of those years. So four undefeated untied teams in their history. In the playoff era, uh, they've been to the playoffs seven times. Uh, 1993 was their best. That's the only time they won a game, beating Meridian before falling to Osmond. Uh, Their all-stater list is all from the playoff era, uh, which is interesting. None of those undefeated teams produced an all-stater, at least that I know of. Uh, in 1983, John Pavelka was an eight-man All-Stater. In 86, John Fernick. In 90, Brad Milady. In 93, Jesse Wavrunick. Uh, in 1999, Kyle Konopasik. I right, bet I'm not saying that right. But definitely some All-State football players. They've never had a Nebraska football letterman. Um, probably Verdigree has a little stronger history uh, in basketball, though they've never made the state tournament uh, since 1926, which of course was the big tournament. That year, though they played in Class K, so that's a pretty good seeding for them. I mean, that's the 11th out of 22 uh, classes that year, so you know about in the middle of the of the bunch. Uh, they lost a first though pretty handily, 27 to 10. Uh, probably their stronger basketball era is in the in the 1950s and into the early 60s. In 1953, uh, they were the Niobrara Conference champs. Uh, They ended up going 21-2. They lost to Tilden in the district final, which kept them from advancing on to state. Um, In 1954, they were again the Niobrara Valley Conference champions, uh, beating Spencer that year for the conference. Um, Interesting note, uh, from that year in the conference tournament, a vertically player named Leroy Johnson made the last second shot to win that conference title game. It was Vertigree 52, Spencer 51 in overtime. So that's a pretty dramatic shot. But it turns out that Leroy Johnson had hit last second shots to win the first two games of that tournament, too. So that's a pretty good uh, pretty good resume for Mr. Johnson. A great conference tournament. Uh, in 1957, oh like I said, that, oh, excuse me, that was 1957 when they beat Spencer for the conference that, that Leroy Johnson hit those three shots. Uh, and then... In uh, 1962, uh, they have a player named Leland Timmerman, who's a pretty high scorer, a pretty big-time scorer. He ends up being an All-Stater in 1963. Um, He's Mather's pick as their greatest athlete of all time. Um, He averaged uh, in the high 20s um, in his All-State year. Um, they have another all-stater then later on, a, a two-time all-stater, John Pavelka in 83 and 84, another big scorer, averaging 20 and 27 in his last two years. Um, Timmerman's team in 63, um, he oh, he was averaging 36.3. I knew I had it here somewhere. Uh, for a vertebrae team that was 15 and 4 late in the season, he scored 54 points in his final game, which was a regional semifinal loss to Bassett. Or excuse me. Uh, yeah, to Bassett, uh, who then lost to Ponca the next day. So uh, that was really, you know, Timmerman's last stand. He at least went down shooting with 54. Um, I think the final uh, nail in the coffin for Leland Timmerman as the greatest verdigree athlete of all time is the track records. Uh, the only track state championship in verdigree history is the mile relay in Class C in 1962. And who was running the second leg? Leland Timmerman. So I'm going to go with Leland Timmerman as the greatest all-time Vertigree Hawk. All right, Vertigree, uh, on the girls' side, uh, a little bit more basketball success. They went to the state tournament in 87, 88, 90, and 92. Uh, Aaliyah Davidson uh, was an all-stater in basketball for uh, the Hawks in 2002, and she had been a volleyball all-stater. In 2001, uh, leading them to the state tournament where they lost to Clearwater. Um, On the track, uh, the girls have had four state champions. Uh, You'll notice a pattern in some of the names here. Excuse me, three state champions. In 1986, Penny Cook tied for the Class D high jump title. In 1988, Patty Cook won the Class C high jump. And in 1992, Carrie Kuchera won the Class D 300-meter hurdles. I think, though, I've got to go with the All-State basketball and football player and named Elia Davidson as the greatest girl athlete ever for the Verdigris Hawks. Next, we head to the uh, southern edge of the county uh, for the Creighton Bulldogs, who wear black and red and uh, who have quite an athletic history. Uh, I think I'll start with football. Uh, Creighton has had amazing success in the football playoff era. Uh, Really, in just the last 30 years, uh, they went to the playoffs first in 1988. Uh, They've been there 21 times, and there aren't very many years uh, that they didn't win a couple games. Uh, A lot of playoff wins overall, but they had some great teams pre-playoff, too. Uh, In 1935 and 1940, uh, they had 11-man football teams that were 9-0 both years. Um, And even before they made their first playoff run, In 1979, they didn't make the playoffs, but uh, both the World Herald and the Lincoln Papers rated them in the top three in 1979. Uh, Finally, of course, they broke through in 2018, uh, beating Burwell uh, for the eight-man-one state championship. Uh, They'd been to the finals in C2 in 2002, where they fell to Lawrence Nelson Uh, in 2010. uh, They were playing eight-man football and fell to Guardian Angels in the final. Uh, and then like I said in, in oh no, there's one other, uh, 2015 <laughs> playing eight-man football, all the way to the final losing to BDS, uh, 2013 uh, all the way to the final, uh, 2016 all the way to the final, uh, but then that 2018 team finally broke through a huge list of All-Staters, uh, just going through the two-time All-Staters takes a while. Uh, in 2002 and 2003, Brian Cruz was a running back. Uh, another back in 05 and 06, Riley Tusha. Uh, in 2010 and 11, a defensive back, uh, Ryan Mateus. In uh, 12 and 13, a running back, Jacob Morrill. In 15 and 16, a lineman, Sam Morrill. Uh In uh, then uh, in 17 and 18, that state championship team. Uh, running back Bryce Zimmerer. Um, they also had a Nebraska football letterman way back, Roscoe B. Rhodes, uh, lettered for Nebraska in 16 and 17. Uh, basketball history is not quite as thick uh, for, uh, for Creighton. Uh, they've only been to the state tournament once in the qualification era. They played in the 1920 and the 1929 tournaments in the all-comers era. Uh, But then they qualified in 1987. Uh, They're still looking for their first state tournament win. They lost to Bergen in 87 in Class... uh, That must have been C1, I would think, in 1987, but I'll have to look that up. Um, Mather's greatest athlete, though, did come from the All-State basketball list. uh, It wasn't Fred Largen, 1953 All-Stater from Creighton. Uh, It was Steve Elwood, uh, 1972 Class B All-Stater from Creighton averaged... Twenty-eight points, despite being just five foot seven. Uh, you know Mathers; he loves those basketball high scorers. Um, Jeremy Kloster—that's <laughs> a name from our uh, Creighton Saint Louis section—was uh, an all stater for Creighton High in 2000, averaging thirteen, averaging twenty-one points a game. And then Ryan Mateus from the All-State football list was an All-State basketball player in 2012. On the track list, they've only had two state champions. In 1950, Jerry Allen won the half mile. And in 1963, Dale Brock won the 120 high hurdles. Uh, Another great track athlete, though, who never won a state championship but brought home three different medals was Garrett Van Brocklin. And Garrett Van Brocklin was one of the greatest wrestlers ever for Creighton High. A two-time state champion, 88 and 89, when he led the Bulldogs, Uh, to top two finishes Uh, they tied for second one year and finished second the other year Um, also uh, with him in that on the 89 team was Jason Simmons who then repeated as a state champion in 1990 so two two two-time state champions Uh, Garrett Brocklin that's a pretty good case with three track medals and the uh, two wrestling titles but I think I'm going to go with Ryan Mateus Uh, Two-time All-State football and two-time All-State basketball player is the greatest Creighton Bulldog male athlete of all time. On the girls' side, basketball is pretty sparse. No tournament appearances, no All-Staters. But volleyball, they've been to the state tournament seven times and have quite a list uh, of All-Staters. 1986 and 87, uh, the only two-time All-State basketball player for Creighton. Um, and she was uh, on the Super State team in the Lincoln Journal in 87, is Pam Largen, uh, 5'7", basketball player, who also finished second in a long jump for Creighton uh, at state track meet. Um, And I think she's the greatest girl athlete ever in Creighton Bulldog history. All right. Next, we head uh, a little way northeast to Bloomfield, the Bloomfield Bees who wear blue and white, um, they've had a couple state championships. In 1978, they won the Class C volleyball title by defeating Hebron. In 1980, their boys' track team brought home the state championship trophy. And in 1992, they won the Class C two eleven 11-man football championship by beating Cambridge in a great 21-20 game. Both teams came into that game uh, undefeated at 12-0, one of the best Class C title games in the playoff era. Uh, they've had a bunch of runner-up finishes, too. In 1977, they were runner-up to Sandy Creek in volleyball. In 78, they were runner-up to hastings Saint Cecilia in basketball. In 1990 and 91, they were C2 state runners-up, so that led into that championship in 92. In 90, they lost to Grant, and in 91, they lost to Bertrand. Uh, then in 1998... Uh, They were uh, state C2 runners up again, losing to Cambridge. In 2001, they were an eight-man and lost to Howells in the state final. And then they have a co-op state championship. Wausau School, we haven't talked about yet, combined with Bloomfield to finish second uh, in the Girls Cross Country in 2009. Uh, As far as uh, great teams uh, on the football field, uh, you got a couple... uh, Uh, undefeated teams won way back in the pre-ratings era playing 11-man football. Bloomfield was 8-0 in 1937, and then of course that 1992 team that won the Battle of Unbeatens with Cambridge finished Um, 13-0. Playoffs-wise, a lot of great runs. They've been in the state football playoffs 32 times. Uh, And again, like Creighton, 1998 was their first year in. So you're talking about uh, 32 times in just 34 seasons? Is that right? Am I doing the math right? Seems right to me. They they don't stay home from the playoffs very often. They were in the Class D2 quarterfinals this last fall. Um, some football All-Staters of note. Uh, Tony Raggi uh, was uh, a lineman who was two-time All-State in 91 and 92. Uh, Kyle Walling. Uh, a, a linebacker, uh, same years, 91 and 92, All-State both of those, and 93, so a three-time All-Stater. Um, Alan Bo- uh, Broders, uh, who was a, uh, a running back in 05 and 06 All-State. Travis Milady uh, was eight-man All-State uh, in 2001. Uh, he also got second-team All-Nebraska honors. Uh, which is a big deal for an eight-man player. Um, And then uh, Robert Geyer I'm going to mention from 1980 uh, because he's also on their basketball list. In 81, he was All-State, so he's All-State football and basketball. On the basketball side of things, uh, they've been to the state tournament 10 times, uh, but five of those times were in the all-comers era. They've only been five since qualification, and the only year they've won was in 2006 uh, when they beat Wallace in the first round. Uh, and then lost to Ewing. Um, All-Staters in 1981, they had Robert Geyer. uh, Also from that 81 team, Uh, John Nagengast was listed. Uh, A couple big scorers. Nagengast scored 19 points a game and Geyer 21. Uh, Nagengast was All-State again in 82 as a senior, averaging 24 points a game. And then Adam Broders uh, was All-State in 2007, and of course you remember him from the Football All-State list too, so they've got two football, basketball All-Staters. <clears throat> On the boys' track list, state champions, uh, Tim Johnson was the quarter-mile state champion in Class C in 1978. He was just a sophomore. Uh, Johnson would win uh, four more state track medals, finishing up as a senior when he won the 200. um then Tim Blomfield was also a champion in there. He won the quarter mile for Bloomfield in 1979. So Johnson was the defending Class C quarter mile champion. And uh, not only did he not defend his title, but he wasn't even the best quarter miler at school. It's a pretty good set of quarter milers. Uh, Johnson also won the 400 and the 800 as a senior in 1980. So he's a three-time straight state champion there at the end. Daryl uh, excuse me, Meyer. Uh, set a new Class C record in 1980, winning the uh, 300 low hurdles. Of course, that was the uh, Bloomfield uh, State Track Champions year. In 86, David Leader uh, won the triple jump in Class C. And then in 87, Randy Ekman doubled in the 800 and the, and the mile. Brian Eisenhower won the uh, discus in 1992, and he, then he, he followed that up with a win in the... Uh, Discus in '93, uh, Kyle Eisenhower <laughs> relation. I bet won the shot put in '98. Uh, Nick Rogers doubled up in 2006, winning the mile and the two mile. And Austin Ham won the two mile in 2011 and won the mile and two mile in 2012. And he was also a state cross country champion, the second cross country champion in in Bloomfield history. Bruce Jorgensen uh, won the Class B. Uh, race in 1964 uh, They've only had one Wrestling champion in uh, Bloomfield And he's on was on a uh, Co-op team between Crofton and Bloomfield So I don't know where he went to school That's Jaden Jansen in 2018 He was a 152 pound champ In Class C Alright, I think for all time Greatest athlete, that's Quite a list, but I think I'm going to go Uh With the track star on that 1980 state track team, I'm going to go with Tim Johnson, who won the 200, uh, the 400, and the 800 for Bloomfield and led them to the state track championship as the greatest Bloomfield B-boy athlete ever. On the girls' side for Bloomfield, (laughs) Um, basketball-wise, they were state runners-up in 1978. Uh, Lisa Hubenthal was an all-stater on that team, a six-footer. They had another six-footer, Uh, Lori Broders, who was uh, on that team, and then she was All-State the next year in 1979. Uh, She was also a volleyball All-Stater in 78 when Bloomfield was the Class C champion. Um, They were runners-up in 77 and then came back and won it in 78. Um, Lori Broders was uh, was a consensus All-Stater in volleyball uh, in 78. Uh, Diane Smith uh, was also a consensus All-Stater on that team. On the track, uh, Tressa Thompson won three state championships uh, for Bloomfield in the shot put in 91, 92, and 93. And Kylie Ebenhaus won the shot put in 2012. But I think when you look at basketball and volleyball together that Laura Broders is the all-time greatest Creighton Bulldog girl athlete of all time the uh, southeast corner of Knox County to Wausau which I've learned to spell because it's just W.A. and then U.S.A. you have to remember the Wausau Vikings are in the U.S.A. they were purple and gold Uh, Wausau uh, no state champions but several runners-up in 1955 again we see uh, northern Nebraska small school baseball being strong uh, they were runners-up in Class B to Humphrey St. Francis. In 1986, the girls' basketball team uh, was the C2 runner-up to Johnson Brock. In 88, they were in D1 girls' basketball, and they were runners-up to Elgin. In 99, the boys' basketball team made the final uh, before losing to Loomis in Class D2. And, of course, we already mentioned that 2019 girls' cross-country co-op uh, state runner-up with Bloomfield. Um. In the pre-playoff era, uh, football, well, actually, let's, let's talk basketball first with Wasa. I think. Uh, basketball, again, they were the D2 runners-up in 1919. Uh, they were a, a uh, common uh, sight in the all-comers era tournament. They, they went down there all the time. They were in the tournament 16, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 26, 27, 28, and 29. Uh, so 12 appearances there. Uh, their best run was in 2028, uh, excuse me, 1928, when they beat Ogallala, Dunning, and Chester uh, before losing to Chester. Uh, but then they've qualified seven times uh, since the qualification era, other than that, that 1999 state runner-up. Probably the best team was the 1969 Class C semifinalists who beat Stanton and then lost a one-pointer to Hastings Saint Cecilia, who went on to be the champion in '69. Uh, a couple basketball All-Staters on that 69 team. David Holmquist uh, was a six-foot-two All-Stater for Wausau. Uh, in 1987, Terry Nelson uh, was first team in Class C-2. In 1998, Ken Clawson uh, was the captain of the uh, D1 All-State team uh, for Wausau. And in 1999, on the state runner-up, uh, Kyle Korth, 4 uh, All-Stater, averaged 17 points a game. Uh, and since then, in 2003, Jeff Segrin, uh was All-State for Wausau in D2, and Marcus Clausen, who had a name repeating there in 2013, was a Class D2 uh, All-Stater. On the track, um, they've got quite a list. Maybe the best uh, maybe the best track medal list in the county. Uh, in 1962, Leonard Climate. Uh, was the 100 meter champion he tied a class C record that was 22 years old uh, had been set in 1940. So that was quite a uh, accomplishment for Leonard Clement uh, in 77 Merrill Frederick won the uh, 200 220 and then he came back in 78 and won the hundred in class C in 1980 Mike Erickson was the pole vault state champion in class C. He repeated that in 1981 in 2003, Nathan, Nathan Cum won the 400 meter dash. He repeated that in 2004. In 2014, Austin Heggie was the long jump state champion in Class D. He added a 100 and 200 meter title to that. And then in 2015, he won the 100 and the 200 again. So, Austin Heggie, probably the greatest track athlete. I skipped one name because I wanted to use it to get to the basketball discussion, uh, and that's Lance Lumberg. Uh, who won the 1989 Class D Discus. Uh, Going back to the football All-State list, he was All-State football in 87 and 88. He lettered at Nebraska in 91, 92, and 93 when they played some pretty good football. He was an offensive tackle. Um, There's uh, one golf name I want to mention. That's Ned Blankenship, who won the Class C State Championship in boys' golf in 1981. But I don't think you can look past the big guy. I think Lance Lumberg, has to be named the greatest Wausau Viking boy-athlete of all time. On the girls' side, uh, the girls had those two runner-up finishes in 86 and 88. Wausau also had a couple volleyball state appearances in that same era. Uh, They made state in 86, and then they made the D1 semifinals in 87. Uh, Laura Anderson would have been a star on those 80 teams. She was a volleyball all-stater. They made volleyball state again in 96 and made the semifinals, uh, behind two All-Staters, Jennifer Nelson and Stacey Fink. On the track, uh, Candace Bloomquist won three medals in the mid-90s. And in 1995, uh, she had her best performance. She was the quarter-mile state champion in Class D. Savannah Wakeley uh, won three medals in 08 and 09. And then Brianda Gallup, probably the greatest track athlete for Warsaw. 11 total medals in the 800, the 1600, and the 3200. Her best finish was a second-place finish in 2004. Um, but she, uh, like I said, brought home 11 medals during that era. I'm not sure who to go with for the uh, for the greatest Wausau Viking girl athlete all the time. I, I think I'm going to lean toward the volleyball all-stater, Laura Anderson, mainly just because of that era. Uh, you know, several state basketball finishes, Uh, including a couple runners-up, several volleyball uh, appearances at state, so I'm going to go with Laura Anderson as the greatest Wausau Viking girl athlete of all time. Okay, now it's time to head to the northeast corner of the county, right along the Missouri River, and I would say definitely the most impressive trophy case in Knox County, and, and one of the most impressive small school trophy cases in the state of Nebraska. The Crofton Warriors, who wear maroon and white, Um, Crofton, an amazing cross-country history. Uh, Usually, especially when you see a small school with a great cross-country history, it's because they've had one great run. Uh, But Crofton's had several. Their boys, uh, they've had boys' state champions in five of the last six decades. Uh, They were state cross-country champs in 60, 77, 78, 83, 85, 90, 91, and 2013. Uh, The girls topped that. With 19 state cross-country championships. First a run of 8 of them from 1981 to 1988. And then a run of 11 uh, from, from 2006 to 2016. Just amazing cross-country program up there along the uh, Missouri River. Uh, and that's not all. Um, the uh, girls basketball team swept 5 straight state championships from 2012 2012 to 2016, and that's after they had won three in a row from 2005 uh, excuse, yeah, to 2007. Uh, they had had four state uh, girls track championships in Class C in 04, 05, 06, and 07. An amazing run of girl athletes just bringing home those trophies shaped like the state of Nebraska. Uh, they were also C1 basketball girls runners-up in 91. Uh, volleyball runners-up in C1 in 93, Uh, basketball runners-up again in 94. Uh, 2003, uh, football was uh, runner-up to Cambridge in C2. In 2011, the girls' basketball team was runners-up to Homer. Uh, In 2014, volleyball was runner-up to Freeman. Uh, 2016, the boys were back in the football state final, losing to Wilbur Claytonia in C2. The uh, girls almost won again in 2019, losing to Hastings St. Cecilia. Uh, football for Crofton, uh, a lot of pre-playoff success. Uh, they had undefeated eight-man teams in 54 and 55 and 56. All were rated top five in the state. Uh, and then in 59, they were playing 11-man and went 9-0 and were not ranked, probably still transitioning. Tough to have a schedule in place to get a lot of respect. Um, in the playoff era, that 2003 runner-up finish uh, was was probably their greatest year. They ended up rate, rated second that year. On the All-State list, uh, Mather's pick for greatest uh, Crofton athlete of all time was Jerry Steffen, who was a two-time All-State football player, a back in 55 and 56 on those great eight-man teams. Uh, Willie Meck. Uh, was an All-Stater on that 2003 team, and then he repeated. Uh, he was a defensive back in C2 and C1 in 03 and 04. On the boys' basketball side, not as, not as deep a well of success. No All-Staters, uh, and only one tournament appearance in the qualification era, 2013, when they lost to Sutton. Uh, they had gone a couple of times in the, the All-Comers tournament, including getting a win over Gehring in 1928 before they lost to Syracuse. On the track, uh, we've got a two-mile champion in 77 and 78, Delwyn Hennings, who also was a state cross-country champ, which no surprise at Crofton, but even with that great cross-country history, he's their only champion ever. He was a state cross-country champion, Class C, in 76 and 77. Uh, In wrestling, oh, excuse me, in track, uh, other champion, uh, their only other champion was another two-time champion in 2012, Thomas Peet's Uh, Won both the discus and the shot put in Class C. Uh, Luke Merkel was Class C1 boys golf champion in 2002. And Dominic Miller was a two-time wrestling champion uh, for Crofton in 10 and 11. And I already mentioned Jaden Jensen, who was a state champion on that Crofton-Bloomfield co-op. But I think I'm going to go with the runner, Delwin Hennings. Delwin Hennings, uh, 77 two-mile and 78 two-mile state champion. And then a two-time cross-country champion as the greatest Crofton boy athlete of all time. On the girls' side, you know, you already heard all those state championships, so you know there's going to be some amazing athletes. Uh, I want to just highlight one thing first. They've been to the girls' state basketball tournament 17 times. 17 times between 1989 and 2019. Okay, that's, you know, that's 30 years, 17 times. They've only lost in the first round twice. 17 appearances, 15 times they stuck around for a couple of days. Uh, that's amazing. With all that success, we'd expect a lot of All-Staters. Uh, Lynn Knorr uh, was an All-Nebraska pick in 1991. In uh, 2011, 12, and 13, Bridget Aarons was an All-Stater all three years. Allison Aarons is an All-Stater in 13, 14, and 15. Uh, Monica Aarons is an All-Stater in 15, 16. And 17, Kelsey Sanger uh, is an All-Stater in 16 and 17. Lacey Sprinkle is an All-Stater in 19 and 20. And those are just the multiple years, uh, except I'm skipping one. You know that. But I'll go back to her in a minute. Uh, in volleyball, uh, Joey Ahrens, <laughs> there's that name again, had been an All-Stater in 88 and 89. Uh, I think back in the basketball, yes, yeah, Trisha. Tricia Aarons was All-State Basketball in 94, um, in, uh, and she was All-State Volleyball in 93. In 2013, Maria Wortman uh, was an All-Stater, and then she repeated in 14. Uh, Allison Aarons, Monica Aarons, Kelsey Sanger, uh, Monica Aarons, uh, Josie Sanger, we've mentioned several of them before, they were all All-State all Volleyball. On the state track list in 73 and 74, Charlotte Bartz won the discus. Uh, in 2004, Laura Wartman uh, won the shot put um, and the discus. Um, and then we get to Amber Heggie. Uh, Amber Heggie uh, was a three-time All-State basketball player. Uh, she was All-State volleyball in 2006. Of course, she led that first uh, great run. Uh, she was All-Nebraska super state uh, in 2006 um, and 2007. For the Warriors. Uh, on the track. She won multiple state championships. Including gold medals. Uh, she was. A high jump. Uh, champion. A uh, long jump champion. A triple jump champion. A high jump champion. And then she repeated in several of those events. And like I said won the gold medal. Several times over a over a career. Where she just dominated. dominated Down at state track. I think there's no question. She's the greatest Crofton Warrior athlete uh, of all time. There are a few other Crofton girls I should mention, though. It's amazing. Uh, Allison Ahrens uh, won the Class C mile in 2015. Monica Ahrens won the shot put in 2016. Haley Ahrens won the 2016 Class C two mile and the one mile. Came back in 17 and won the two mile. Came back in 18 won the two mile. She was also a 2015 State Cross country champ um, Crystal Steffen was also a cross country champ uh, for Crofton in 2006. Carla Cube was ba- uh, not back to back, but she won Class C cross country in '83 and '85, and she fit six state track medals in there. And Dana Merkel was a golf state champion for Crofton. So again, uh, Amber Hagee is the best of the best, but the list is is pretty good with the Crofton Warriors. Next. Uh, We'll head to Niobrara, uh, a school that's not competing on their own. They've actually been a part of co-ops for the last 20-plus years, uh, for the most part. Uh, Co-ops are a little tough to track, Uh, but the Niobrara Lions wear blue and white uh, when they're just the Niobrara Lions. Uh, They have no state champions, uh, but they were state runners-up in 1960 in basketball in Class C, losing to Seward Concordia uh, in the state championship game uh, in football. Uh, they have no undefeated teams, but had some teams that ended up rated pretty well. Their best was in 1981 when they finished rated uh, third in eight-man two. Uh, they've been to the state playoffs uh, a few times. Uh, their best was in 81, their first year, where they ended up rated third, uh, where they lost in the semifinals to Wheatland after beating Bartley. All-Staters, uh, 1971, David Tieroff, an offensive lineman, was an 11-man All-Stater. In 81, they had two All-Staters, Robert Hanslick and Matt Cowell. In 82, uh, Marty Steinbach and and Robert Hanslick repeated as an All-Stater. So Robert Hanslick is a two-time All-Stater. And in 95, Harold LaPointe was an All-Stater for them uh, on a co-op between them and Santee. Again, boys basketball, uh, that greatest run was in 1960 where they made the Class C Finals. In '72, they played in the Class D tournament, losing to Byron. Uh, a couple All-Staters. Kenneth Liska was a sophomore All-Stater on that 1960 team. He's Mathers' pick as the greatest um, Niagara athlete of all time. In '75, Jeff Barda uh, averaged 28 points a game and was second-team Class C All-State. On the track, uh, they won the uh, one of the last 880-yard relays ever in 1979, Class D. I think that was the finale for that event. Uh, and Nia Brera was Class D state champ. And then John Konkin is the only individual state champion. He won the 1986 800-meter run. I think I have to agree with Jerry Mathers uh, in naming all-state basketball player Kenneth Liska, uh, a member of that state finalist team in 1960, as the greatest Nia Lion Boy athlete of all time. On the girls' side, girls' basketball team, uh, qualified for the state tournament in 1985 as their only trip. Uh, they went for volleyball in 86. Um, they're All-Staters in volleyball come out of that 85-86 era. Mary Kemp was an All-Stater in 85. Allison Hargens an All-Stater in 86. On In basketball, Amanda Hanslick was an All-Stater, but not until 2000. On the track, uh, they've got a five-time state champion, uh, Janet Olsen. She won four or five other state track medals. Um, she was the 1989 400 and 300 meters, 300 hurdles class D champion in '90. She repeated in the 400, and in '91 she both won both hurdle events. Plus, like I said, picking up five other medals. I believe Janet Olson of the class of 1991 is the greatest Niagara Lion Girl athlete of all time to wrap up uh with a couple co-ops that niobrera has been involved in like i said i don't think niobrera has really been operating uh just as the uh, niobrera alliance since you know really the late 1990s now there may have been some years in some sports i will tell you co-ops are hard to, to track I, I think i'm gonna have to go back through the minutes of every uh NSAA board meeting to find the different co-ops that were approved in different sports uh Nyabur and Santee, uh played together for a long time. Uh they were in track together at least from 97 to 2004 and in football from 95 to 2002. Uh I know they were playing basketball separately in 2004 and Santee may not even have field the girls basketball team. Um so I'm a little confused there. I know that the co-op went to the playoffs in football in 1995 where they lost to St. Edward. Um they had beaten Clarkson in district play 56-10 to um, to get into the round of, of 16. Uh, Casey Squeers was a great player for the co-op that year. In 2002, Tristan Run- Runnels uh, was a fast, big, 5'10", 190-pound back uh, for uh, Naya Barrera-Santee. I, I don't know what they called themselves. I don't know if they had a nickname they went with. Uh, I never see the co-op uh, making a state basketball tournament. Uh, In track, uh, they finished second in the 1997 3,200-meter relay. Um, On the girls' side, that co-op produced a lot better on the track, a lot of it uh, because of uh, somebody we mentioned with just Niobrara. Amanda Hanslick uh, had uh, eight medals, Uh, never won a championship, but eight medals in the long jump, hurdles, triple jump uh, for Niobrara Santee. And then Natalie Stout. Uh, won uh, another eight medals. She was a three-time state champion in the 800 in 2002, and then in the triple jump and in the 800 in 2003. And then Kaylin Snowden has three medals, including a 2004 Class D state long jump champion. But I I think you got to go with Natalie Stout, Uh, probably of both genders, as the greatest Niobrara-Santee co-op athlete of all time. Uh, After the co-op with Santee, uh, Niobrara co-opted with Vertigree, and they continue to do that. It's kind of interesting because Vertigree was in a unified district with uh, Clearwater and Orchard. Uh, but Clearwater and Orchard have just recently voted to consolidate, but not with Vertigree, uh, with um, Ewing. And they're going to make Summerland High School, which I, I like that name. I hear it's named after an old dance hall. can't beat naming your uh, high school after an old dance hall. But Niobrara and Vertigree then... Uh, have been co-oping, and they've been wearing royal blue and black, and they call themselves the Cougars. Uh, They started the football co-op in 2009. I think that was kind of the first step. Uh, By uh, 2011, the 10-11 basketball season, they were co-oping basketball. They've been to the football playoffs a couple times in 12 and 13, but they're still looking for their first uh, win. Uh, They've not been to the Boys State Basketball Tournament. Uh, They have a couple finals appearances in Boys Basketball. In the Niobrara Valley Tournament, they lost to West Holt in 16 and lost to O'Neill St. Mary's in 14. I don't see any track medalist shit on the boys' side. I don't see any state tournament appearances in girls' basketball and volleyball. But I do see a track medal. A 7th place finish in the Class D district by Tessa Ives in 2011, which I think wins Tessa Ives, so far the greatest Niobrara Vertigree athlete of all time. All right. That wraps it up for today. A long episode with a, a county full of a lot of schools. I think part of the Knox County magic, and and Mathers really loved Knox County. He had a little article in his 1980 book about the Knox County basketball tournament. And part of it is, you just got so many schools that are pretty competitive with each other. Uh, sure, Niobrara and Santee are a little smaller. Vertigree is getting a little smaller, uh, but For a large chunk of time, as I looked at classifications, almost all of these schools would be in the same class. And I think that's one reason we haven't had a consolidation there. I really enjoyed this time with Knox County History, and I hope you did too. Until next time, this has been Suiting Up Varsity. For the next episode, you can follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at SuitUpVarsity. Or check out our uh, newly spruced up webpage at suitingupvarsity.org. There we have links to the Twitter nominations for the greatest athlete at each Nebraska school. We have links to our curated list of Nebraska high school sports films on YouTube. We have links to all our episodes and uh, a link to our Twitter feed. Also, I hope soon to put up our list of uh, first games in Nebraska high school gyms. We hope to hear from you soon. Also, if you like the podcast, take time to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you find your podcast. It helps others to find our show. Or you could share one of our episodes on Twitter or Facebook or other social media. I know a lot of you are probably Instagram influencers. Uh, Help other Nebraska sports fans find our podcast. This has been Suiting Up Varsity, episode 34, I believe. Produced and written by me, Greg Mays. Technical and research assistance by my brothers, Kate Mays and Trent Mays. Helpful audio advice and encouragement from my friend, Chris Cherkai. And as always, dedicated to Jerry Mathers, the godfather of Nebraska high school sports history and the inspiration for this podcast. Suiting Up Varsity, the anchor show of the Nebraska Varsity Network. Copyright 2020. Things are opening up, people. Let's be safe. We want there to be games next year.